Prokofiev's Sinfonia Concertante for cello was the last major work for full orchestra that he completed before his death in 1953, but he'd actually begun writing it 20 years earlier. He finished his cello concerto in E minor in 1938, but the premiere was panned so severely by the Soviet artistic authorities that he immediately withdrew it. Ten years later, a 20-year-old cellist named Mstislav Rostropovich played it in a concert attended by Prokofiev. Afterward, the composer told the young cellist that he would revise the concerto for him, and it was just the first of many works that Prokofiev would write for Rostropovich. This piece was actually called Cello Concerto No. 2 when it premiered in 1952, but Prokofiev revised it again and called it Sinfonia Concertante. This is not entirely an accurate title, since in the 18th century, Sinfonia Concertante meant to work with multiple soloists, but in this case it could be appropriate because even though the cello is the most prominent out front soloist, there is plenty of difficult and virtuosic solo writing for members of the orchestra as well. It's one of the most difficult pieces ever written for cello, and the soloist gets very little time off, but it's also full of singing melodies and some of Prokofiev's most creative writing for orchestra. Both of tonight's guest artists are making their San Francisco Symphony debuts at these concerts. And now you hear the applause for Manfred Honeck, music director of the Pittsburgh Symphony, and internationally renowned cellist Trul Smirk. They join the San Francisco Symphony to perform the Sinfonia Concertante by Sergei Prokofiev.
just heard Sergei Prokofiev's Sinfonia Concertante for cello and orchestra. Trul Smirk was the soloist, and guest conductor Manfred Honeck led the San Francisco Symphony. Trul Smirk was born in Bergen, Norway. His father was a cellist, and his mother was a pianist, who started him on that instrument when Truls was just seven. When that didn't work out, he switched to violin, but that also washed out, so finally his father got him started on the cello, and the rest is, as they say, musical history. Truls Smirk studied with a pupil of the great Mstislav Rostropovich, and the first major competition he entered was the 1982 Tchaikovsky competition. He was so sure he wouldn't make it past the first round that he didn't bring any dress clothes. He had to borrow a set when he made it to the finals, and then won. He also won the Nomberg and Casado competitions and received the UNESCO prize at the European Radio Union competition in Bratislava. Once again, Trul Smirk back out on stage with guest conductor Manfred Honeck. Trul Smirk now performs around the world. He's also the founder and artistic director of the International Chamber Music Festival in Stavanger, Norway. He's recorded most of the great cello concertos, including Prokofiev's Sinfonia Concertante with Pavo Yervi and the City of Birmingham Symphony Orchestra. Trul Smirk's recordings have won Gramophone, Grammy, Medem, and Echo Classic Awards. He's also given world premiere performances of more than 30 works by composers like Penderecki, Raoul Tavaara, and Pavel Haas. Jules Merck plays a Montagnana cello made in 1723, purchased for him by SR Bank Norway. I'll be back in a moment with the second half of this concert by Manfred Honeck and the San Francisco Symphony, Antonin Dvorak's first truly international symphony. This broadcast of the San Francisco Symphony is made possible with the generous support of Fred Levin of the Shenson Foundation, in memory of Nancy Livingston Levin and Ben and A. Jess Shenson. Additional support is generously provided by the Acacia Foundation. Welcome back to Davies Symphony Hall for the second half of this broadcast concert by the San Francisco Symphony with guest conductor Manfred Honeck. I'm Rick Malone. 
Antonin Dvorak has always been one of the world's most popular composers, but his music has also been dismissed by critics and analysts because of its popularity. To them, it seems too easy, too beautiful. One of Anton Bruckner's students once admitted to admiring Dvorak's orchestration, and Bruckner replied, even if you paint a pair of sausages green or blue, there's still a pair of sausages, end quote. But Dvorak's music is kind of like the work of a great athlete. It seems so graceful and effortless that it disguises the enormous amount of skill and work that got it to where it is. Dvorak's Seventh Symphony was his big political statement, his first nationalist symphony full of bohemian folk themes. His friend and mentor Johannes Brahms was impressed, but Brahms was not very political. And when the time came for Dvorak to start on his next symphony in 1889, Brahms suggested that he should return to the sunshine and blue skies of his sixth. Well, Dvorak agreed, and his Eighth Symphony is full of happy, major key, and very bohemian moments. But there's also a dark side to the eighth. When Dvorak began sketching the symphony, it was very light and cheerful, but he soon realized the need for contrasts. As the San Francisco Symphony's longtime program annotator Michael Steinberg wrote, the sun seems to shine more brightly after it has been darkened by passing shadows. Dvorak was finding that his new bohemian voice could be very versatile. Once again, here is Manfred Honeck, music director of the Pittsburgh Symphony, joining the San Francisco Symphony for the Symphony No. 8 by Antonin Dvorak.
That was the Symphony Number no. 8 by Antonin Dvorak. The San Francisco Symphony was led by guest conductor Manfred Honeck. Manfred Honeck has been music director of the Pittsburgh Symphony since 2008. He was born in Austria and began his training as a violinist and violist at the Academy of Music in Vienna. He was a member of the Vienna Philharmonic and the Vienna Opera Orchestra before starting his conducting career as an assistant to Claudio Abbado with the Gustav Mahler Youth Orchestra. He later held assistant posts in Zurich and Leipzig before becoming music director of the Norwegian National Opera and principal guest conductor of the Oslo Philharmonic. He later served as music director of the Swedish Radio Symphony, principal guest conductor of the Czech Philharmonic, and general music director of the Stuttgart State Opera. His recording of Shostakovich's Symphony No. 5 and Barber's Adagio for Strings with the Pittsburgh Symphony won two Grammy Awards in 2018. He was also named Artist of the Year at the 2018 International Classical Music Awards. Once again, Manfred Honeck back out on stage. Dvorak's Symphony No. 8 was his first truly international symphony. He wrote it to celebrate his election to the Bohemian Academy of Science, Literature and Arts and took it to England with him to celebrate his honorary degree from Cambridge University. It was also the work that convinced Jeanette Thurber to hire him as director of the new National Conservatory of Music in New York in 1892. In some ways, though, it's even more bohemian than his seventh symphony. When his regular publisher wanted to print it with his name in its German form, Anton, Dvorak refused. As a proud bohemian, he said, he took it to another firm, which was happy to have the new symphony by Antonin Dvorak. You've been listening to a broadcast concert of the San Francisco Symphony from Davies Symphony Hall, featuring cellist Truls Merck as the soloist and Prokofiev's Sinfonia Concertante. Guest conductor Manfred Honeck also led the orchestra in the Symphony No. 8 by Antonin Dvorak. These broadcast concerts are produced by the San Francisco Symphony and music director Michael Tilson Thomas, President Sakurako Fisher, and executive director Mark Hansen. Engineering and post-production by Jack Vad and Jason O'Connell, and program notes were adapted from those written by James M. Keller. National syndication of these concerts is provided by the WFMT Radio Network. And don't forget that you can visit the symphony online and find out more about the programs, the artists, and the orchestra at sfsymphony.org. This is Rick Malone. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join us for the next broadcast concert by the San Francisco Symphony. This broadcast of the San Francisco Symphony is made possible with the generous support of Fred Levin of the Shenson Foundation, in memory of Nancy Livingston Levin and Ben and A. Jess Shenson. Additional support is generously provided by the Acacia Foundation, 